As we are a church driven by the cross, we seek to provide the tools you need to stay the course. So add our Gregory Manual podcast on Apple and Spotify, filled with your favorite Sunday sermons and midweek motivations. Follow our bishop, first lady, and church on all social media platforms to stay connected and to see what's happening. Welcome, Gregory Emanuel. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's Friday night live at GEI, and we're excited. We love the Lord. Um, that's why we're here, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we celebrate Jesus Christ. We honor our leaders, Bishop J. Drew Sheard and Dr. Karen Clark Sheard. And we are super excited to inspire, empower you with some scriptures and uh, some practical ways of doing this thing. Navigating the waters of the day that we live in. Yes. Yes, sir. And we're doing a series. My name is Sister Kiera Sheer Kelly, and this is... I am Uncle Superintendent William <laughs> Adams. <laughs> yes. And I love I love our church because we literally have grown in... We've seen, you've seen so many of us grow up. Yeah, I've been here 28 years, yes, and sir. you're not much older than that, are you? No, I'm uh, I'm 35. Yeah, so and that explains know, the gray that's right up right. in here. And you know the story I always tell when you first got started. I'm not gonna tell it tonight, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. We were okay. on Six Mile. We no, I'm not gonna tell it. But go ahead. <laughs> Please, Kiara, <laughs> you can tell. We were on Six Mile. Sister uh, Kiara had just finished singing, and I was sitting in the pulpit, and the choir stand was right behind us, and so she was standing right on the edge. She had just finished singing, walked up to the pulpit, and then reached down and touched me on my shoulder. I need you to get me some water. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I was totally out of line, no, out of no, control. No, no, no. Who I'm do still you wait, think you I'm are? I'm still waiting on my check, because I was a grip at that particular time, so I'm still waiting on her. But uh, no, it was wonderful. It was. <laughs> So speaking of Family Feud, that is our theme, our series that we are talking about. This is part two. And um, if you weren't tuned in Wednesday, you have to tune in. It was so good. Uh, we talked about, we gave you a lot of biblical references, and we talked about loving your neighbor. It's very essential during this time because we do a lot with our families. Yeah, and, and this time is very crucial because a lot of people have major stress. They yeah. go through a whole lot of changes because of the holiday season. Yes. And so it's important that we understand all of that, the, the, I keep saying that the dynamics yes, of the that dynamics. so that we are able to navigate those waters yes, uh, the way that we should. Yeah, and we talked about managing and navigating relationships. Some of the points that we covered were taking a moment to process. We use Nehemiah 5 and 7 where he pondered in his mind and then he spoke. We use the scripture about being slow to speak. We talked about, we didn't talk about this, Uncle Superintendent. This is between us. Nehemiah resolved the conflict privately. And the scripture to back that up is in Nehemiah 5 and 7. Um, I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's, yes. This is between us. And he, he decided to set aside some time so that he could address the concerns instead of it being a public protest. That was the part that I had there. Talking about our issues and our differences privately. Social media, that's given us a platform, and I've been convicted of that. Sometimes I'll share so many quotes, and it'll minister to my spirit, but I'm just as wrong for putting that out on public platform. Well, I mean, if it's your, if, 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 if it's your struggle, 
and if it's something you're dealing with, then, you know, I think you should deal with it. Right. When you put it out there, then you open up a door for everybody else to really comment on you and what's going on with you. Exactly. And if we're going to be selective, then you got, because what I had, what you said too, um, Wednesday, when we were talking about choosing and making decisions out of a vulnerable space, because we can be broken, the wound can be open, but if you're making decisions from that space, that can be a problematic issue. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, and then you will have those issues to live with or those choices to live with after you will have chosen out of that broken space. Yeah, you really cannot make any decisions in your emotion. Yeah. Because when that emotion passes... Ooh, Lord. <laughs> you gonna be mad at yourself. Now that's another layer to deal with. <laughs> right. You're gonna try to figure out how did I get myself into this? Yeah. Why did I do this? And as much as it was good when you were feeling that, yes. that emotion is past. Yeah. And you cannot you should not make any decisions in your emotions. Yeah. It's not good to discipline anybody when you're angry. Right. It's not good to have those kind of conversations. You need to calm down, yeah. breathe, <laughs> calm down, Woo pull size. yourself in, <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right? Pull yourself in and then handle it. Yeah. And, and, and we talked about that, so in case you're wondering, why are we talking about this and why is it called Family Feud? Because there are some moments where we have some feuds and some issues that we need to discuss and in order for us to be free, because two, a part of us making it into heaven is how we manage relationships. And there are some things that we are mismanaging that God is calling for us to change before we get into the new year so that it does not become a lifelong issue. Understanding who we are. We talked about understanding, we talked about wisdom, so much good stuff. We talked about taking a beat, which we just uh, mentioned that as well. Talked about respecting one another. We talked about how you are not wrong for being spiritually selective in engaging or making your choices in relationships. So much that we covered. We talked about your imagination not driving you crazy. Uh, don't make assumptions and don't take it personal. Uh, we talked about so much. Now we want to get into navigating the part of grieving and giving which I thought this was really good when we, we talked about it and we were brainstorming. Um, during the holiday season, coming out of COVID, I can speak personally. I've lost my grandparents, and um, this is very different. And so now the holidays are completely just, it's just different. It's a sure. lot different. They're not here. Those two people that I don't see after I've seen them for 35 years of my life, that's all I've been born. And then now it's some, it's some changing with how and where we're going to have, you know, these holiday meetings. So let's talk about that. And, and, and grief is certainly an animal that most of us never, ever get used to. Yeah. Never get used to mm -hmm. it. And I believe that grief is a situation to where my emotions are out of whack and I have no control. I was, I was talking to some people uh, on yesterday or last week, and um, usually when we grieve because we don't have any real control over what happens, um, uh, uh, dad sheared past, mm -hmm. mom sheared past. Mm -hmm. And as much as I can't do anything about it, mm -hmm. I couldn't bring them back. I couldn't say stay longer. Mm -hmm. I couldn't say don't do this. It's an issue that we have because we don't have control. Right. And our emotions are out of whack because, as you said, for 35 years they've been here. Mm -hmm. All of your life, that's all you know. Now everything is messed up and we have to find a way to navigate those waters so that we can be comfortable. I believe, now this is just me, mm -hmm. I believe that we need to really process that, mm -hmm. process the, the grief situation, find a way to come to grips with it. And see, grief has its own 
it's its own animal. Mm -hmm. Because there's, uh, um, there's so many ways, denial, anger, bargaining, trying to come up with an answer, mm -hmm. depression, and then the acceptance of it. Yeah. And, 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 and those processes are different for everybody. Yes. What you may go through real quick, it may take me a long time. We have a couple of members here at the church who I believe still grieving over some situations that happened years ago. And to try to help them to process that is kind of difficult. And one thing, and, and, and I'll you know, give back, but one thing we don't do as a church uh, and I'm not saying Grady Emanuel, but I'm saying as church as people, people. Mm -hmm. right? We don't allow people to go and get counseling. Mm -hmm. or we, 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 we shun from that, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And I think everybody needs to sit down and talk with somebody. Yes, I agree. That could help them yep. process what's going on. Mm -hmm. Counselor, psychologist, uh, psychiatrists are people who actually prescribe medicine, yeah. but a, a grief counselor, yeah. a person who is experienced yeah. in that field yeah. that has the ability to sit down and help you process what has happened and help you come to grips with that. Yes, sir. And if we don't have that in our lives, then we self-medicate. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we've never gotten to the the, the, the bottom of it so that we can be whole and, and go on. And so it still just hangs over our head right. because we've never done anything about it. And I think it's important that the church world not just know that we are able to do things spiritually, but beyond my ability, I need to be able to refer you to somebody else who could help you in this situation. Absolutely. I agree. And I think for me, the scripture, it always comes up. I'm always talking. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I'm just going to just go ahead and claim it as that. Okay. James 5 and 16, where it says, confess your faults one to another. Talk about your issues. Another translation says, confess your, tre your trespasses one to another. Then it says, confess your sins. Did I say confess your issues? Confess your offenses. Confess what's bothering you. And then it says a part in the latter, in the latter part of that scripture that you will be healed but it sounds like if you talk about it you will be healed so and then of course we heard too about the supplication of man in that scripture the prayers of the righteous availeth much I think too though sometimes those of us that are selective because now going back we need people that's why we're talking about navigating relationships managing relationships because a counselor is a person if we just can't do with people, then that's a problem. They're a part of the equation. They're a part of sometimes our deliverance or our progression. And one of the other things that I noticed too, where I would like to add is where it says, if you give this, this issue to someone who is safe. So I have been choosing some therapists and just kind of researching. And I'm like, I want somebody that is Christian. I want somebody right. that's faith-based. I don't want to sit on no, no person's couch and right. tell me go pray to a statue. Right. No, right. I need you to help me, up, you know, just really travel this journey and talk me through it. And I don't mind you giving me some scriptures that I didn't know about while I'm processing it. Correct. But I, I'm totally in agreement with you. Yeah, you have to have a Christian counselor. Yeah. Somebody who understands your belief system. Somebody who's able to help you understand what's going on, yeah. but not lead you down another road. Right. Because you know, like some people don't go here anymore. Uh, they, they're no longer attached here or no longer addicted here, yeah. but they have another addiction because you've now told me I got to do this mm -hmm. and it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm just swapping one, taking money out of one pocket, putting the other. Right. So you have to find somebody who is a Christian counselor, somebody who can talk about the scriptures, bring up the Bible, 
help you see where you have missed it or help you see where you should do this a different way. Because if you don't get someone who's going to help you not only in your belief system, but in your mental capacity, then that person is going to create another situation. And as I always say, if you open up Pandora's box, mm -hmm. when she comes out, She's going to be hard to get back in there. See what I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? I love, though, how you talked about not self-medicating our issues or self-medicating ourselves. Because sometimes we can be th we'll think that we're doing the right thing for us to heal and recover. And it, it actually can be damaging us even more. Right. A great example is I, I remember falling off of a bicycle and I scrapped, scraped my leg. And I kept taking a shower with the bandage over it that I had put on it the first time. Okay. And after a while, Mama said, Key, you got to take that off because it's staying soggy it's not healing Correct. when it heals it gets a scab to protect itself and then you'll find a new surface a new layer of skin Correct. that is now new but I was getting in the bathtub trying to keep it covered it was getting nasty and all gooey and stuff like that what are we doing and this is a self-reflect question what are we doing to self-medicate ourselves you know sometimes we'll go to the doctor and we'll, they say well what, what have you been taking to you know help do this or process that and they say baby you taking the wrong thing. You making yourself work. That's damaging your liver. Right, and right. so or how they say on the commercials in the in the fast tone, uh, you can you can take this for that, but this is what's gonna happen. The side <laughs> right, effect right, right, right. is gonna halfway kill you. <laughs> right. So I am just encouraged to be okay to go and seek help. And you have to, you have to seek out help. The Bible says, as we talked the last time, in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. Yes, sir. So when you find somebody that you have the ability to talk to, that you can uh, share your uh, situations with, and here's one thing that I, I, I found out. you got to find somebody that you trust. Yeah. Because I don't want to tell you what's wrong with me and my secrets, and then you share that with somebody else. Right. And you, you betray my confidence. I'm going to kill you. Help us, Lord. <laughs> oh, help us, oh, God. Okay, I won't kill you, but I'll no. bust your head. Yes, I understand. Because when I trust you, a lot of us are having issues because we trusted the wrong person. Right. At the wrong time. Right. With the wrong information. And we gave them our heart, we shared something with them, and then now they use that against us. Absolutely. And it's very, very devastating mm -hmm. and people have a tendency never to get over that because I trusted you and that's where my grief is that's where my pain is you did something to me that I don't have the ability to handle yeah. family members sometimes we have issues with family members and we never get over it you know she cooks good greens mm -hmm. and she makes good macaroni and cheese but the thing of it is I don't want to eat it because you probably <laughs> That messed me up. <laughs> so, Not we think somebody did something to our food. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. So we have to be able, we have to be able to trust the individual. And when I trust you, when I trust you and you betray my trust, you create another situation for me. Yeah, a whole other situation that I gotta now deal with. Correct. In addition to what I was trying to deal with. In the beginning. Okay. Right. And, and I think, too, what, what blesses me is going back to that scripture, Deuteronomy 30 and 19, where he gives us the option to choose life. And while we're choosing life, this, to me, is giving me the right to be selective spiritually so that I can discern because there are, talking about navigating and, and managing relationships, when the season is up, because if we read scriptures in Ecclesiastes that say that there's a season, I still need to know, though we're not 
on the same terms that we were before, I can trust that you're not going to leak my information. Correct. I believe that even though there are seasons to relationships, the Lord will give you a discernment that will last you a lifetime. So that if, if the relationship is, is seasonal, you don't have to live with the guilt or the shame or the fear of what I shared in that season and it coming over into this season. Yeah, and, 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 and that's why you have to be careful of everybody you pull into your inner circle. Yes. Because once it's said, it cannot be unsaid. Yeah. You know, you go to court and they say, strike that from the record. You may strike it from the record, but it's still in my head. Yeah. And it's still alive. And if I share something with you five years ago and our relationship is no longer where it was, I trust that you're going to hold that information five years later like you did five years ago, which means now you have to value my friendship. If we broke up on bad terms, that's going to challenge that relationship. And you may try to do something just to hurt me. Mm -hmm. And I've given you the ammunition. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't think I was, but I gave you ammunition. Yeah. And now you have the ability to hurt me in a major way. And so that's why sometimes family members don't come back together. Right. Sometimes friends don't come back together. And you got to be careful because when we talk about friends, we have to, we have to know up front. Is this going to be a, a relationship that I need to be able to share some things with you? I love that. Yes, sir. And, and we were talking, too, about, so while we're connecting the dots with managing relationships and navigating through that, and like you said, I like how you said, navigating the waters of life, we're too in a season now where, like we were talking about, there are some family members that were there for so long, we're not there. Um, and so the way to we're connecting the dots is to understand that it's okay to let your pain draw you closer together sometimes. Um, the scriptures that I have elect is Galatians um, 6 and 2. It says, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Share each other's burdens. If I feel like I can't share that with you, then that's going to be a problem. I feel alone in it. One important way you can cause or you can use your pain for good is to draw closer to others. If you're honest about things that are causing you pain, then you will deepen your love and mature your relationships in sense of community. If you allow yourself to be vulnerable, then it will help you build authentic relationships. I wrote that down. So what do you do with your feelings yeah, when I'm, you're experiencing I'm, that? I'm afraid, I'm afraid to be vulnerable. Okay. I, I, I am. Because being vulnerable means I am wide open. And um, it... I, 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 I can't trust all of what's going on with everybody. So when you oh, when Lord. you tell me to be vulnerable, I understand that. I understand that. And I have to but I, I need to be able to find somebody that I can trust always. Right. Which means now that if we're gonna be friends, I need to trust that I can tell you this. Because we may we we may part ways, right? And if we do, you have my heart. You have my information. I I, I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm afraid because if I if I tell you and you go away, I'm really going to go through some changes because I don't know if you're going to hold that. But is there a friend that's there for a lifetime, or does the my best friend and I have been friends for forty years? Okay. Okay, and I, I don't see any reason why we won't be friends until we're both in the grave. But has the consistency of that relationship changed? No. At all? It has been the same from the day we met 
up until yesterday. I trust him. I can share anything with him. I, I, he can share anything with me. And what we share with each other, we're going to the grave with. Go ahead. <laughs> that, that's a good point. And I have friends who I've been friends with since I was eight years old. Okay. Probably not beating 45 years, what you okay. said, 40 years. That's a blessing. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but I guess my question is, you said the consistencies of the relationship never change. It doesn't change at all. Like I talk less maybe in this season or we talk more in this season. No. That's special. No. I wonder if that is more of a, a, a man and female, man and women thing. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think if you have a friend that you call a friend or an individual that you call a friend who is your best friend. Now, I, I, only, I believe that you only have one best friend. Everybody else has other uh, ideas about that. There's good, better, best. My best friend knows everything. A good friend knows something, and an associate knows sh extremely little. Mm -hmm. But my best friend knows everything. You can call him up right now and he can tell you everything. everything. And so I don't have a problem sharing everything with him. My highs, my lows, my in-betweens, my ups, my downs, everything that's going on. We talk on a regular basis at least two, three times a day at sometimes. We have conversations. And we talk about scriptures, we talk about relationships, we talk about everything. I can trust that person with every bit of information, okay? And, 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 and because I can trust them, there's nothing that I feel like I can withhold or that I can tell them that they're going to tell somebody else. I understand what you're saying. And I have friends, we have friends that that have been there for years and years and years and you can tell them everything and they know everything blah 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 but there has to have been well i guess i can't say it has to have been that for you but there's been at least a season where i didn't talk to maybe in the month of june i talked to them every day but in july we talk every other day no the, the, no no when you have somebody that you have like that they require you to talk there's a requirement if you don't call, something's wrong. There may be a day or a couple of hours, but no, this is our routine. Okay. You call me, I call you. If you don't call, I'm going to text you and say, are you dead? What's going on? Because you haven't checked in. Okay. And we depend on one another. Got you. This is teaching me something. I mean, you, 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 you got to find that. You got to find that. Jordan is your friend. He's got to be your friend. He's but got even the consistency of that relationship changes. Help me. Changes. It gets better. It can get better. You may have some days when it's not on. But it, but it doesn't mean because it's not on that it's worse. No, absolutely. It just, I'm it not saying It just means that. that we're not, you know, I don't want to talk to you right now. Absolutely. Okay? The consistency changes. No man is constant. Okay, well, okay, all right, go ahead. <laughs>
Okay. I think when we talk about... Well, because even not... the Bible says... I'm sorry, I'm super sending. But even the Bible says, don't put your trust in mere humans because they are as frail as a breath. Okay. And, I'm, I, and, and I guess maybe when we say... When you say consistency and my level of consistency, I'm looking at it in two different... With probably, obviously, looking at it in two different terms. Yes, sir. I believe consistency in, for this situation is I can expect the same thing all the time, every time. I don't expect that this person is going to change towards me. No, no, no. I, I'm with you there. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. So they're not going to change towards me Absolutely. and towards our friendship. Absolutely. Consistency in the regards of talking every day, all the time, or whatever, or being upset and not calling today. I understand that. Yes. Okay, so consistency, yeah, right there. Yes, But sir. I don't believe that it's going to change towards me. I don't think there's anything that I can do that will make this person say, I don't want to be bothered. No, anymore. I'm with you 100%. Yes. Okay, so and that's I think what I mean. there should be at least one, one person. person. Yeah. Correct. And Correct. then that goes back to what we were talking about compartmentalizing because you said Correct. there's one best, there's one good, there's one, you know how we used to call it. Better, best. Yes. yes. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. And, and, so, and so because this is my best friend, yeah. there's nothing that I, can that I will withhold from that person. A good friend is not going to know as much as my best friend. And again, as you stated, there's some people who call you best friend that you don't call them your best friend. Right. And there's some people that will share everything with you that you're not going to share everything with them. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And again, it goes back to that compartmentalizing. We're putting this person here. Now, I may be the world to you, but you're not the world to me. Right. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I can do without talking to you, but you might need me. And at, a, at some point, it's going to be an issue because you're now taxing me. Right. Because I don't want to talk to you every day. But I think that goes back to what we're saying, which is navigating relationships. And you don't have to make that person feel less than. Correct. Because of what you are to them that they may not be to you. Correct. Correct. And I think that, too, is a part of seeing and understanding, like what we talked about, understanding. What is the scripture where it talks about understanding will keep, wisdom will keep thee or preserve thee. Um, We're going to get y'all that scripture. But I, if that's the case, then we should go back to what you said. You said you don't want to be vulnerable. So, but you would be vulnerable with that one friend. Well, may, let me go back. I don't want to be, I'm, I'm not going to be vulnerable with everybody. Right. I, I have a wall up. Yes, sir. And, and there's certain, th certain things I'm just going to allow certain people to know. Certain conversations I'm going to have. Certain places, certain things you're going to say to me, I'm going to shut down. Yeah. And I'm not going to even give you an answer because you don't deserve that information. Understood. And so I'm not going to go there. And I don't believe that God's going to hold me accountable because I don't want to be vulnerable to everybody absolutely okay so the vulnerable spot that i put myself in is a chosen spot yeah. a chosen group of individuals a chosen individual that says okay i'll share this with you and you can ask those questions and we can talk about that but i don't i don't think that i owe that to everybody no i don't think so either and i i, I don't think so either but that's going <laughs> I sound like, mm -mm, get somebody else to do it. No, I agree with you 100%. We're going to get y'all the scripture about that understanding. So what do you do with your feelings? You don't repress them um, or stuff them deep inside you. You release them. You give them to God. You cry out, God, I am hurting. I am grieving. This is, this is hard for me. And, and, and so we have here in um, Psalms, 
and this is a part of a devotion that I often do read. This is a part of my study. But Psalm 62 and 8, it says, pour out your heart to him for God is our refuge. Now, this is me getting closer, uh, getting back to the grieving part process, too. So when we're talking about being vulnerable with those friends, I feel like there are certain friends, sometimes your best friend probably can't meet your need like another friend can in that particular space. Okay. What if you are, is it possible to have seasons where my best friend, they can't hit home concerning this particular topic? Because maybe they've not been there. So all they can do, the way they can be there maybe, is to stand and just literally be present. Yeah, but but again, they're meeting the need that I have for them. I don't need you to give me an answer. I just need you to be here. I what if you need an answer? Then if I need an answer and I don't believe that individual can give it to me, then again, I have to go outside of that area and get it from someplace else. Yes, sir. Like we talked about Wednesday. Um, the church is, is not necessarily against uh, psychology and mm -hmm. counseling. Mm -hmm. So... This, this has to be a situation that is so deep and so beyond me and my best friend that I now have to talk to somebody else yeah. and get another opinion. I'm going to ask my best friend about it. And if that answer does not solve or doesn't satisfy me, then, yeah, I'm going to go outside of that relationship and say, hey, here's what's going on. Because now I've tried everything and it's not working, so now I need somebody else to help me. Yes, sir. And not only that, but I'm going to share with my best friend that I did this. Yeah. And this is what happened for me. In case you go through this same thing, you then know how to, to find some answers for where you are. Yes, sir. Makes sense. Sounds good. So let's talk about, too, uh, giving, because sometimes we are in the holiday season and we'll have these moments where it's like, I want to give, I want to give a gift. And they like, well, here's my list. And you got Gucci, Fendi, Louis Vuitton, all these things that I can't afford this season. How does someone process? No, you process it right there. <laughs> I can't afford it this season. <laughs> That's the process. <laughs> But there are some that will beat themselves over the head and not just, you know, with a, with a, a materialistic list, but maybe it may be with their children. It may be with their spouse. It may be with their mother or their father. How do they navigate through that, through the holiday season? Well, I mean, I think, I think if it's mother, father, spouse, family members who we're intimately close with or who, we, who we're involved with, they know my situation. Mm -hmm. They know what's going on. And because they know what's going on, then, you know, they should understand where I am. They, and again, I believe that because we grew up together and everything is the way it is, you know me. If I had it, then it would be no problem. Mm -hmm. But since I'm in a bad spot at this particular moment, then I need you to understand that. And so now you got to wait until uh, Black Friday, uh, no, you got to wait till January to get this because it's going to be on sale. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I can give it to you then, but I can't do it now. And based on relationship, mm -hmm. based on familiarity, but based on who we are to one another, I know where you are yeah. and, I, and, and I understand. And if I can't understand, if that person cannot understand, then that's when that relationship has to change. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think, too, for the person who feels embarrassed to share that understanding. That's, that's half the problem there. Yes. They have to be free and confident within themselves with that level of transparency and honesty within themselves also because that, too, is a way of delivering. So it's sort of like if you have a bad habit. You have to acknowledge the problem. Before and, you get help. Yeah, and usually, like, in those classes, I think they're AA classes, you have to sit in a circle and process that with other people. Again, managing and navigating relationships. It's not you by yourself, but I think the way the enemy keeps us bound is by making us feel like we have to do certain things to impress other people. But I hope that this sermon today or this conversation today would encourage you to be free from whatever is making you feel like it has to be this way. It has to be this. Because sometimes we'll set timelines that does not match uh, God's timeline at all. And so then we'll defeat. We'll, we will fight ourselves. I feel defeated because you set a timeline that God did not say yes to. Or, or you set a budget that God did not say yes to. He may have said, okay, you're going to have this next year. You're going to have that next year. And it's okay to say, I don't have it this year. So really being away from the impressing people it's so many people that are impressionable, and, and, and I think that we have to move from that. Well, yeah, it's, it's important because now they have an expectation that of you that I can't meet yeah. or I don't want to meet. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can, yeah. but I just don't want to. Yeah. And if I'm going to be your friend, then I have to be in a position of being able to share with you. You talked about vulnerability. Well, there's something going on with me at this particular moment, and because there's something going on, I need to be able to share that with you yeah. so that you'll understand where I am. Mm -hmm. Friend of mine, uh, a buddy of mine, let me go there, buddy of mine had a situation that he was in uh, recently, and he didn't tell me about it. Mm -hmm. And not that I required him to tell me about it, but he needed something from me. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to do for him what needs to be done, he needed to be able to explain the whole picture. He only gave me bits and pieces of it, and for that reason, I pulled back and didn't do all of what I could could have done. And I got an attitude because I'm saying to him, you obviously don't look at me the way I looked at you because this would not have been something that I would have been ashamed to tell you because you and I are friends and we've been down this road. So why is it that you choose not to tell me what's going on? You can't be embarrassed by me. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to throw this up in your face. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that you're not going to be embarrassed by Jordan knowing. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be embarrassed by you knowing. If the relationship is the way it should be. If I can't tell you, then there's something going on. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be able to fix that. Absolutely. And be able to get to a point that if I choose to be vulnerable, it's with you. Yeah. I don't have no problem sharing that. I don't have no problem telling you, yes, I did so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah. Laugh, you're going to laugh, ha, 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 ha. But at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's where we need to be. Yeah. And it's how we need to be able to be open and honest with each other. Absolutely. And if we can't be there, then that changes, that takes you out of, you, you're now getting ready to be decompartmentalized and recompartmentalized. <laughs> right. Put, you're taken out of this spot. And I'm putting you over here yeah. because you've been downgraded. I'm trying to find the scripture that you were talking about. And then when we look at Hebrew, over in the book of Hebrew, chapter number four, uh, uh, the writer says, hold fast your profession of faith. Mm -hmm. Because there are going to be some situations that's going to come up that's going to challenge your faith. This grief situation, this problem. But I need you 
in this season of grieving mm -hmm. to hold fast to your profession. Mm -hmm. Go mm -hmm. back to where you were before this thing happened. I pray that your faith fails you now. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Because now, Dad Sheard is not going to be at the, at the mm -hmm. Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. Mom Sheard is not going to be there. Mm -hmm. Okay? You got to go back to where your faith was strong mm -hmm. and that your faith not fail you because when you look around the table, they're not there. Right. And so that's going to cause some grief. Yeah. You got to process that. Right. And in processing that, you got to move to the position of accepting that and then, and accepting it doesn't mean that you're just good with it. Right. It means I'm, I'm helping myself. Mm -hmm. I'm coping, I'm dealing, and I'm healing from this so that I can move on and be whole. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I, and I hope that it's encouraging all of you who um, are listening, are watching. It's helping me. I think one of the other things of, from navigating relationships and even dealing with grief Grief is the scripture where it talks about the truth will set you free or where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If you allow the Lord to really overtake you and saturate your life with scriptures and just even your conversations changing to forms of revival, you'll see that there are answers. You'll see too, even in your therapy sessions, if you decide to be spiritually selective, you'll see that the Lord is constantly trying to give you answers so that you can take refuge in him. And so one of the things too that, I, that the reason I mentioned the truth is because if I acknowledge it and I say, hey, I'm hurting and I need to talk about it, have a truthful moment so that you can be free. And sometimes it's okay to expose that part of yourselves. And anybody that would judge you, then that, I think that should speak going back to what we talked about yeah. yes, uh, Wednesday, which was if you take it personal, you got to consider everything is not about you. Sometimes it has to do with the processing of the individual. And I'm just really excited that the Lord is helping me to process and do better with my, my people skills so that I am not driven or pushed into a corner or driven into isolation to where I'm not delivered. But like you said, that I'm becoming whole and healed um, as it pertains to lowering some of my expectations as well um, for certain people and things like that or compartmentalizing. But the other scripture that I wanted to give um, was Psalms. Did I give that already? Yes. Psalms 62 and 8, which was to pour out your heart to him as for God is our refuge. So I hope you are blessed. I don't want to keep you guys. But, but you remember the scripture where the man brings his son to the Lord, to the disciples, and they couldn't help him. Yeah. And then they, he, Jesus comes along and he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. What he's actually saying is, I really have a problem yeah. right here. Mm -hmm. This is beyond my control. Mm -hmm. I've tried. I've self-medicated. I've done everything that I know to do in this situation. I went to these people, to your church people, your disciples, they could not help me. And so now I'm coming to you. Mm -hmm. And that, re that refuge, God is our refuge. Scripture, Psalm 62 says, pour out your heart to him. Tell him, I am not good here. This mm -hmm. is a bad spot for me. Yeah. I'm painting, I'm hurting, I'm, I'm about to lose my mind. Mm -hmm. That's fine. That doesn't mean my faith is gone. Mm -hmm. It means my emotions are intact. And that I now need to handle this. So he says, uh, uh, the, 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 he, we have not a, a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings mm -hmm. of our infirmity. Mm -hmm. When he talks about feelings now, he's not talking about the spiritual man. He's talking about the flesh, yeah. the part that hurts, mm -hmm. the part that's crying, the part that says, 
What am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? I have no control. I don't know what to do next. And so when he deals with the feelings, he's saying, pour out your heart, talk to God, tell him you're, you're hurting, tell him what's going on. And when you tell him, he's not so high that he cannot be touched and understand exactly what you're dealing with and going through and have a way for your escape. Yeah. But yeah. you have to be open to him. When I can't talk to anybody else or when I've exhausted myself talking to everybody else and I'm still in a spot that's not helping, I have to know he's my refuge, he's my strength, and I can run to him and hide in him when I can't run any place else. Absolutely. I agree with you. I hope y'all are blessed by this word. It was so good. Um, thank you, Uncle Superintendent, for collaborating and, and doing this and I really hope please type in the comment section if it blessed you please 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 and please make those notes of the scriptures that we share with you one last thing just to close it if you are going to if you're going through loss right now please understand that if you don't release your grief it will pour out eventually and we don't know which way it'll pour out if we don't take control and manage it while we can and, so, and here's the thing and mm -hmm. I don't mean it no sure uh, but here's the thing that happens with pain that we don't talk about the same process that you would have when it explodes, mm -hmm. it's going to implode. Mm -hmm. And that's what brings about high blood pressure, stress. That's what brings about cholesterol issues. That's what brings about all of the inside issues that we have. So you have to talk to somebody and you have to release that. If you don't talk, it's gonna, it, you're going to implode. You're going to have issues on the inside because that emotion and those feelings and that stuff that's going on has to be able to be released. So if you don't talk and get it out, it's going to affect you down the line, mentally, physically. You're going to have some other issues that are going to affect you. So you have to learn how to talk, release it, talk about it, process. In talking, you're processing everything that's going on. Your, your, your mouth speaks it, your ear hears it, your mind begins to accept it, and then it begins to say, all right, here's the answer. Here's what's going on. But if you don't do that and you keep, as the Bible says, a man weighs his uh, right in his own eyes, mm -hmm. as much as that is a scripture, it is also uh, a detriment to people who don't get things out and who don't take the time to sit around and say, Kiara, here's what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. I need this or I need to do this and I have nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about it, you, you start the healing process. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I hope it blessed y'all. This was so good. I, I am still looking forward because I know a lot of us are like, I don't have anything to look forward to. But you hang in there. You hang Amen. in there and know that God will comfort you. Uh, talk about it. Don't act like it's not there. Remember the good memories. Try and reflect on that. Sometimes that'll make us smile. Um, and do things, too, that they've taught you. I, I'm looking forward to making uh, my Nana's lemon squares. Okay. And uh, I think I'm going to be proud of myself if it come out right. <laughs> and if it don't come out right, I'm going to laugh because <laughs> she would tell me, you just just made a mess. <laughs> right, we ain't right, eating that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. If my granddad tasted the mess uh, and it don't turn out right, he would still support me. He'd just yeah. grin at me. Right. So I, those moments, reflecting right. on the fun <laughs> moments, um, can encourage your heart. And to remember, too, that it was still a blessing to have experienced them and for God to have trusted them in your life. So you still have reasons to be thankful. I hope you're encouraged. Let's do the offering. Sow a seed into this word. If you believe that God is 
with us, and I, I know he's with us because literally the teachings that come from Greater Emmanuel, that come from my leader or from those, um, from the ministerial staff that our bishop will put before us, um, I've really just seen God's word manifest and edify my life. So I just hope that you're encouraged. Uh, please, let's sow a seed. Should You want to do this, no, Uncle Sue? No, 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 you're oh, good. praise you're the Lord. Good. He's put me to the challenge. I did it Wednesday. You do it tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> sow a seed into the word. We're coming to you. We've been consistent. Our leaders are constantly having you on their minds, and they're always finding new ways and progressive ways, innovative ways to stay connected with us and our families. So I hope that you would sow a seed into fertile ground. We believe that God's word is true. If you sow a seed, he'll give you the blessing back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And the thing about that scripture that has blessed me is that it sounds like it's going to be so much that it's going to be an overflow. So if you're looking to sow a seed and expect the overflow, you all in the principles of how God expects or plans to deliver in your life. So I hope that you will sow a seed and just hang in there. If you're going to sow, please sow and type in the comment section, I'm sowing my seed, I'm sowing my seed, and I'm expecting it to come back to me. Maybe in this season you want it to come back to you so that you can give to more or so that God can comfort you in this season during the holiday season. So please sow your seed. The ways of giving are there on the screen. We got PayPal, Givelify, Cash App. You can mail your seed. All of the ways, the electronic methods of giving are available. So you hang in there. Let's pray really quick. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for peace. We thank you for direction, God. We thank you, Father, that you're still comforting us and having us to remember that all things will be well. And God, we thank you, Father, that you're helping us in the space of our unbelief. You're helping us to be edified and to grow in favor with you and understanding. Father, we thank you that you're preserving us as well. God, touch us while we're with our families, God, and help us to pull down walls, Father, so that we can be a community and a way of unity and togetherness, Father, that is admirable in your eyes. We give you the glory and all the praise. Please bless these seeds that we're sowing this evening and allow them to come back to us. Big, 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 big. In Jesus' name we pray. We speak the victory over our lives, over our mental health as well and our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Touch our leaders. Bishop J. Drew Sheard and Dr. Karen Clark Sheard as they travel the world roads and are on their ministerial journey. Bless them, Lord. We give you the glory, all the praise. It belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all hang in there. Love y'all. Mark your calendars. December 22nd the 23rd for something like the Wiz. We're excited. Get your children involved so that you can see them up here singing a good old Christmas song. Hang in there. Bye-bye. See you later. As we are a church driven by the cross, we seek to provide the tools you need to stay the course. So add our Gregory Manual podcast on Apple and Spotify, filled with your favorite Sunday sermons and midweek motivations. Follow our bishop, first lady, and church on all social media platforms to stay connected and to see what's happening.